0: How do you not hear that? Blob Talk Radio
1: Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents... Inner Sight, with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucas Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now, here's your host, Robert Anderson.
0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Today's topic is the self. And although It may seem easy to talk about self. I think it's one of the most challenging topics uh, to explore. I like a thought that uh, is on the Delphic Oracle, uh, the Oracle at Delphi, and it's as follows, Man, know thyself, and thou shalt know the universe. That's quite an interesting thought about self, and I also like this one, too. The key to the mystery of God is found in every human being and is present in every human heart. When one knows his own soul, he has taken the first step to knowledge of God, and that's from Alice Bailey, the writings of Alice Bailey, and she is the founder of Lucis Trust and the author of all 24 volumes of our books. Who is I?
1: Interesting question. I think the Delphic Oracle was um, expressing uh, in in different words the concept that as above, so below What is found on the highest levels of existence replicates itself on the lowest. So, uh, as Alice Bailey said, the key to the mystery of God is present within the human being. The Bible implied this because Mm. it said that God made man in his own image. And uh, it said that in him we live and move and have our being. So all of these... um, Uh, recognitions point to the same thing, that the key to this mystery is within the human being, but it's not easy to identify it. Um, There's a word from psychology that might help to define the I. It's referred to as the ego. And the ego is the the object of self consciousness the the capacity to be self aware which I think is not found, although some people might argue with me, not found in animals, for example, although I did have a cat that was very self aware but I suppose <laughs> in the in the really correct sense of the term they don't have that that awareness of themselves. The ego is the soul, but too often people think of the ego as inflated uh, self-importance, that's egocentricity, the sense that uh, the ego is the center of the universe. That's when things get out of hand. Um, But the the sense of being the self is actually divine in in, uh, potential.
2: Yeah, I like to think of the soul of that inner self, that inner divine spark that is inherent in each one of us. I like to think of it as in terms of light. Uh, as a point of light, uh, that to me is um, quite meaningful. I don't know, maybe this is a little abstract for uh, some people to um, <clears throat> kind of get a handle on, but um, in particular, I, I like the idea of the, of the soul as being a point of light because it's... it's. Um, Essentially, that's what it is. As I understand it, in the writings of Alice Bailey, this is the way it's described, as the soul is really an intense vortex of energy existing on the inner planes of consciousness. That is essentially what we are in our inner self and uh, as a point of light. And I I like the idea of... Um, it comes up in nuclear physics, you know? There's... Um, to compare the atom, now they, they dis- have seen the atom as a particle or as a wave form. And <clears throat> I think this is very much, very close to the, um, to a mantrum that we have in our work. It's called the mantrum of the, of the Disciple. And the first three lines read, I am a point of light within a greater light. I am a strand of loving energy within the stream of love divine. I am a point of sacrificial fire focused within the fiery will of God. Now, here we have a point and a waveform, in a sense, of a strand of energy. And nuclear physics seems to be getting very close to uh, uh, what the ageless wisdom teachings already have said about the soul as being a point of so
0: Are we to understand, then, uh, Dale, that the self and the soul are synonymous?
1: Well, you asked Dale that. Maybe he should answer.
0: Yes, they are,
2: but go ahead.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't know. Um, uh, I think that there there are different levels to identity, and uh, the self is the soul, but the self is also the personality. And uh, it's interesting to consider the origin of the word personality it comes from persona which is a latin term which originally meant the mask that an actor in ancient plays put on to play a particular role the persona was the mask he wore and you can remember in uh, greek tragedies and comedies the mask was either smiling or uh, in a comedy or frowning in a tragedy this is the personality it's a it's a uh, a garment that the soul dons to live on earth. And the mistake is uh, thinking that we are only that personality, that role. Um, but it's, it's really something through which the soul can accomplish its purpose, but it's not by any means the whole uh, expression of the being. We are playing a part in our personality, but we mistake that that personality for being the sum total of our expression. Mm.
0: And then, of course, we have what, um, I forgot the famous author who also gave us the idea that we are what we are and also what the world makes us. But there are so mm. many levels of self. Why is it so difficult for some of us to know thyself, as, as it says in the quote that we started uh, with today? Why is it so difficult for, uh, for some of us to know thyself, as the oracle says?
1: I think it's because people focus more on what they are doing Rather than what they are, they're focusing on their actions or their roles. They uh, define themselves in terms of um, what they uh, they are in relationship to others. I am a wife, a mother, a homemaker, Mm -hmm. an educator, an executive, a nurse, an electrician, or whatever. Or they might define themselves in terms of the group to which they belong, whatever that group is. I am uh, um, uh, Greek or I am African American mm-hmm. or I am gay or whatever. These are all roles, but they don't get to the essence of the, the the real self. And that's one of the reasons people have such a hard time getting to the inner essence. But I also think there's probably a divine purpose in making that inner in that inner reality so hidden and so buried because if that is our our connection to our divine source we do rightly have to search for it um, we have to look deeply within mm-hmm. to find that divine um, uh, essence and it kind of seems obvious and um, in a way appropriate that it shouldn't be so accessible
2: The um, yes it's because the soul has this higher aspect, the higher soul and the higher self, and the the personality as it works out it's the personality self is the way the soul makes contact with the physical world it cannot do it otherwise, so it must it needs this this personality this persona to uh gain experience in the world, and that's how it one of its functions really.
1: Both are needed. The problem is that uh, too many people, including psychologists, focus only on this outer aspect, or what the ageless wisdom might call the lower self, and ignore the higher self. I think it was Freud that first uh, uncovered an inner subjective layer to the human um, self, but he revealed, if I understand his work, um, the... the um, subjective self in terms of impulses and uh, drives and desires that were in some ways uh, shameful or uh, um, conditioning in a way that wasn't very um, uh, expressive of the dignity of man. And that is a part of the human um, being, these, these subjective impulses. But too few psychologists have pointed to the higher aspect as well, The the Italian psychologist uh, Roberto Asagioli, who wrote Psychosynthesis and the Act of Will, was one who uh, was aware of the higher self. Another was Adler, I think, Uh, and another is Maslow, Abraham Maslow.
2: Jung was also aware of it, too. Mm -hmm. He didn't put it in quite those terms, I don't think, but uh, it was there on his... In his consciousness,
0: I'm intrigued by what Alice Bailey says. We uh, we quoted her in the beginning of the show. The key to the mystery of God is found in every human being, which seems to be as we explore self and the deeper levels of self. And if we explore self deep enough, we ultimately find God. As one develops spiritually, does the distinction between the personal self, the personality, and the higher self, the soul, become lessened?
1: Well, in fact, I would say it becomes greater at a, for a certain stage. You might not think that would be uh, so, but uh, many people who try to develop spiritually find that that spiritual energy that they began to to access through meditation and study uh, has initially a f- the effect of kind of heightening the personality, uh, making it a little bit more res- uh, resilient and resistant to the um, divine energies of the soul. The will uh, of the personality can become strengthened. The mind awakens, and the mind can be quite a, um, a separating uh, mechanism. The the mind, when it's not... Uh, integrated with uh, the mind of God can be quite um, separative and hard in its uh, in its expression. So if there is a stage in the development uh, of the spiritual life when the personality becomes kind of an entity on its own. And you can look at people and, and realize that if they are going through that stage, it's a stage, it's not uh, uh, forever. And it can actually be a sign of development uh, so long as eventually it's superseded with the soul becoming more dominant. The soul being that aspect of the self which is group conscious, group identified, mm-hmm. inclusive in its view. Uh, the, the sense of being at one with humanity, at one with life, and not an independent, separated existence. That's the effect of the soul.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, it's when that love nature, in particular, I think at this time in the world, when the when the uh, quality of love begins to come through, that's when you can see the soul beginning to manifest because it's um, love is one of the basic qualities of the soul, and uh, that's particularly not not the personal kind of love, but the more universal love, or that uh, it is not love for. The, a little self, so much but love for uh, one's world around one <laughs> mm-hmm. the world around you it's it's the the love of um, and concern and compassion for the for the the world in general
0: mm.
1: There uh. are spiritual teachers like the Buddha and the Christ that have been aware of this uh Uh, dichotomy or this split between the personality and the soul and they've warned against it. The Buddha said that self-affirmation is the cause of all sorrow. The desire to affirm the separated self, to enhance its power and to protect it and keep it distinct and thriving is a deep inner urge within human beings and yet he said it is the cause of all sorrow and when you think about it um, it is true this urge to protect and defend the separated self as if it can stand alone and apart from the whole of life and the rest of the world is where we find our suffering he and Christ tried to teach through their example the merging of the self or the identity in the whole.
0: It's interesting, too, that the latest scientific findings underscore what both uh, Jesus Christ and Buddha said, that we are indeed all connected. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's very profound, and of course it's very hard to understand, but there are, some books uh, available today that explain the latest uh, findings in quantum physics, but all the the latest science confirms that indeed we're all connected. So if we're all connected, maybe then we're all part of the same self, which which is an intriguing idea. And also Mm -hmm. Buddha, uh, and perhaps Christ too, because Christ went to the mountain for prayer and meditation, but Buddha was very deeply involved in meditation, and a lot of his profound uh, truths came as a result of meditation. And so we have a booklet on meditation that we're very happy to offer you for free, just for calling us up and asking for us. It's called The Science of Meditation. And so many people have uh, reported such uh, healing results as a result of meditation and such calmness and disappearance of anxiety and also uh, their own insights. Uh, The individual has found many deep insights as a result of Meditation. So, if you would like our book called *The Science of Meditation*, we're very happy to send it out to you for free. Uh, You can just call us at our number, and that's one eight six six N Y Lucis. That's L U C I S. One eight six six New York Lucis. One eight six six N Y Lucis. And to order any of our books, cassette tapes of the radio shows, cassette tapes of the of Any of our books, uh, a free book, the free booklet that we're talking about right now, the science of meditation, or if you'd like the schedule of our meditation meetings, and also I strongly recommend uh, that you order a package of our general information, and uh, this way you'll get on our mailing list and you'll find out more profoundly about who we are, and you can contact us at uh, uh, 1-866-NY-LUCIS, which I mentioned before. If you didn't have those pens ready, there it is again. Website that we have is www lucistrust.org and email is org. and um, Sarah, you know, I'd, I'd like a recommendation uh, for one of the books that might pertain, t- pertain to um, what we're talking about today because I think everybody can relate to the idea of who are we, what is self, and uh, what do you think would be the best one of the 24 volumes to recommend to them if they'd like to buy it?
1: Well, if I can recommend two, I'd recommend Esoteric Psychology Volumes 1 and 2 by Alice Bailey. Esoteric Psychology gives an insight into the soul and its um, its vehicle, as Alice Bailey referred to it, mm-hmm. its vehicle, the personality, as if... Uh, It needs that that equipment to carry out its purposes, which it does, but uh, with the awareness that the personality is only the vehicle or the the necessary form through which the soul, which is love and light, can uh, express itself in the world. Those those two volumes, I think, would give our listeners a good understanding of the story. And once again,
0: you mention the two titles? Once again, I guess I would like to purchase the books.
1: Esoteric Psychology, Volumes 1 and 2 by okay. Alice Bailey. Right. Coming back to this thought uh, of the Buddha saying that self-affirmation is the cause of all sorrow reminded me of a comment that Houston Smith, the uh, wonderful writer on the uh, religions of man, or as his book is now called The World's Religions, made, he said that everything I do for my private well-being adds another layer upon my ego, and in thickening it insulates me more from God, and yet conversely he said every act done without a thought for myself diminishes my self-centeredness until finally there is no barrier that separates me from the divine. I think he really... uh,
0: Well, it's certainly a profound remark.
1: Yeah. When you think about it, yes, every act done for the separated self insulates one from God. And yet we, so many of us, spend all our resources thickening the layers around the separated self, the the sense of I uh, as a distinct and separate being from the rest of humanity.
0: According to that quote, then, that thought, the... uh uh, the self might extend to other people, and the truly enlightened person about self would be just uh, as interested in the welfare of others as he is for himself. But that certainly is a very advanced state of being, but it might be true tr- true reality of who we are, too.
1: It's possible to all of us, I think, yes. It, uh, the greatest uh, beings have demonstrated this awareness, uh Flawlessly, but I think all of us can strive to imagine and to begin to develop this capacity to identify with others and know that the self is really one in all human beings. Look around you on the subway or the train or the mm-hmm. bus or when you're in a gathering of many, many people and try to imagine On the level of consciousness, that there are no borders and no real separations, that we are all drawing from the same well or the same reservoir of life and light and love. There are so many similarities that unite human beings, and yet we spend so much time trying to define how we are all distinct from each other. And yes, our distinctions are necessary, and they're part of the rich tapestry of humanity, but I sometimes think we should put more of our focus on realizing how very much alike we all are.
0: Hmm. It brings to mind, too, um, one of my favorite quotes from Scripture set forth by Jesus Christ about uh, perhaps you remember the essence of it better than I do, that... um, Uh, He who treats me well is also, he who ministers to the prisoner uh, Mm -hmm. or the sick person is also ministering, giving to me. Mm -hmm. That's the essence of it. I wish I remember the exact words of it.
1: Inasmuch as ye have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, that speaks uh, to (laughs) my heart, yes.
0: It does, and it certainly pertains to what we're talking about today. Are there ways in which we can distinguish the soul working out in the world through the personality?
2: Well yes, <clears throat> excuse me, in in relation to what we've just been talking about, I think um one rather unique way is is through the study of psychology, uh through the whole practice of psychology because um particularly uh if you want to include in this what we just mentioned, uh, esoteric psychology and this is covered as we mentioned in the Alice Bailey two volumes of uh, esoteric psychology. The, um, the soul comes into play when, when uh, a lot of discontent begins to arise in human nature. In our personality lives, we're going along by our merry little way and all very happy. And <clears throat> suddenly we become very discontented about all of what's happening. You know, we're leading our beautiful materialistic life. And suddenly this begins to change, and we begin to look at life differently and want something a little more, of a different value system. And so a certain kind of interference pattern crops up in our personality life. And I think this is the point where psychology could really uh, step in and see it as the first influence of a soul taking shape here in everybody's what is? personality life.
1: Well, what is the first instance?
2: Well, this discontent mm. with one's lot in life, with discontent with uh, the value system. Maybe you've followed the material path uh, for all your life and suddenly you find it all wanting and say, what does it mean? Uh,
0: isn't there so more?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's also in yeah. a
1: state of depression, but you're saying that that's really uh, a positive step, or can be. I think it's a
2: positive step mm-hmm. if you can see it as the first impact of the soul beginning to make an impact on that lower consciousness, because it is creating the, the, the energy of the soul is in, in effect creating an, an interference pattern in the uh, personality life. And um, I think if you could recognize it for what it is it's <clears throat> the inner self beginning to make itself known so that uh, the link up with the higher self can begin
1: and friction can often be quite a positive uh, stage for growth, the, the discomfort mm. we're so oriented toward achieving comfort
2: yeah we mm. have the expression in our work called divine discontent mm. and yeah. it's it's exactly that. There is Not that we are divine. Well, we are in inner mm-hmm. in side, but it's the divine part of us
1: beginning to...
2: Yeah. The mm-hmm. soul is discontented with this with person, us. with this uh, <laughs> very bland personality life, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it's, it's making an impact on the lower self to get busy and uh, uh, start the
0: refining process. And uh, Actually, what you're saying is very interesting, mm-hmm. you're saying, because you're saying that the person who's in a state of... Uh, Depression, to some extent, might be in a better situation in life because something deep within his inner being is saying things are not right. You're not on the correct path. There's something wrong. And although you might have material wealth and you might have all the um, things that most people like, there is something wrong. And so what you're saying is intriguing because the person who's in a state of depression might be blessed in a higher way because he's being motivated uh, to move on and change his life in a very profound way.
2: I think uh yes, exactly, if uh perhaps if they didn't treat this person with drugs and just yeah. s- say uh, this this pill will make it all better, that if they would actually uh, use this mm-hmm. discontented mm-hmm. this depression to work through it and, and to see it as something deep within you that's trying mm-hmm. to come to the fore,
0: yeah, yeah. And there are certainly very profound psychiatrists who have written articles that are very much in harmony with what you just said. Can we see the growth of self-awareness in any larger trends in society?
1: Yes, we've been focusing on the individual, but you can take these same uh, concepts of the self and see them within humanity, I think. One being uh, the demand for freedom that has been um, increasing ever since the French and American revolutions. Freedom is an ideal that all human beings now strive toward And I think this is an indication that human beings are not a part of a herd, but have a sense of self-autonomy, and that's uh, divine in potential. For a while it uh, leads to a stage where the individual is independent and perhaps a bit separated from society, but that's only a stage. The the urge for freedom is a a, a divine um, uh, propelling force. And another um, aspect of the world at large that demonstrates the growth of the sense of self is the, uh, the awareness of civil rights that is so worldwide now. We don't all agree, all different cultures, on what constitute rights, but the, the idea that human beings, just by being human, are entitled to certain rights is, uh, I think, a divine recognition that recognizes the self and its inherent dignity and worth.
2: Mm. And also the the self being group conscious uh, we've mentioned this before the uh, the growth of this group idea as right. it's been called uh, that's very much uh, present in the world today because everything that uh, gets done nowadays is done by by way of a group, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the also part of the the uh, evolution of, of the soul coming forth coming to the fore because the soul is group conscious. Mm-hmm.
0: I think you're, you're absolutely right. I think that uh, it's not too long ago, we have to remember that it was not that long ago that uh, the general trend was the idea, even amongst religions, that man was basically evil. And now we see a, uh, a transition occurring where a lot of organizations, religions, are getting into the idea of the dignity of mankind. And that certainly shows a, a degree of progression. Uh, I I also recommend once more that you uh, get the free book that we're giving away and um, give us a call at 1-866-NY-LUCIS, L-U-C-I-S, for the book called Science of Meditation. And in closing, we invite you to ponder on this thought. Goodwill is the touchstone that will transform the world. Goodwill is love in action. It's the energy that draws us together in right relationship. There is a world prayer called the Great Invocation, It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words.
1: From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth.